0: Whoa. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Um, I'm excited about this episode because it's got a lot of really good information in it. Um, This is a solo episode. Uh, It's just me talking. However, I think some of you guys will find this very helpful. Um, Hopefully it's kind of evergreen and you can go back to it and reference it later because this episode is all about antelope application strategy and picking units, uh, specifically in Wyoming. Um, because it's a great state. It's known for a great antelope hunting, and antelope hunting is a great way to start DIY western hunting. So if you're looking to get into DIY western hunting, this is a great episode for you. I am leading a trip out there. This year, my uncle, my cousin, and my dad all love hunting, but more casual type hunters don't have the time and resources and energy and really desire to uh, you know, research and plan a trip like this. So I'm taking the lead on it. Um, and this will be really helpful for anybody who wants to step out of your comfort zone and try to head out west and do some Western hunting. Um, so I just wanna mention if you're listening to this, um, it still will be helpful, but if you watch the YouTube version, I actually do a screen share and I literally walk you through the process and you can see it on the screen. Of buying your preference points, applying for your tags, looking at different units, and using the different resources, including Go Hunt and the Wyoming Game and Fish website, to pick your units. So, there's a lot of great information in here, and like I said, you can literally see it on the screen. So, I think this will clear up a lot of um, questions for guys out there who might want to get into it but are a little intimidated by the system. Um, the reason I'm putting this episode out now, I do mention it later in the episode, is I believe the deadline for buying preference points for next year for antelope, elk, and mule deer, etc., is October thirty first. So I wanted to put this out in time for guys to be able to listen to this episode, get excited about going antelope hunting, and go in and buying a preference point this year before October thirty first for next year's hunt, so you can get on it. And you know I talk about it again, but you know, I'm going into this hunt having only one preference point and entering the special draw. And I'll get into all that stuff about the special draw and all those details. But um, I hope you can watch this episode, learn a lot from it, and um, it should be really helpful for you guys. So we're going to jump right in and um, enjoy it. All right. Hello and welcome guys. Welcome back to the show. This is the Hunter's Quest podcast. My name is Hunter. I'm your host. And today I want to go through with you guys, um, kind of my strategy for applying, uh, for this antelope hunt that I'm doing this year, as well as how I picked units and made sure that I got drawn basically, um, because I'm leading a group out there this year and, um, it's kind of a bucket, bucket list hunt for my uncle and, um, you know, my cousin and it's, you know, as a, as the guy kind of organizing the group as the party leader, as they called it, you know, um, I was more interested in getting drawn for something, even though it wasn't, or even if it wasn't like, you know, the best unit ever or whatnot, we were going in with only one point. Um, so I just want to go over the strategy with you guys on how I came to decide on which unit to pick, um, never having been out there before, and um, and got drawn in on a first-choice unit that's actually a really decent unit with just one point. And, um, you know, this might not, you know, when this releases, um, it's going to be pretty far from next year's antelope season, and I get that. But I wanted to do this episode now so that guys have time to buy their preference point for 2022 because uh you know like i always say the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago second best time is now so i want to release this in time to where hopefully this inspires you shows you that it is doable and you can get out there buy some points and next year with just one point get on a decent antelope hunt in Wyoming and have a lot of fun and and have a really good shot at filling a tag out West. So I'm going to jump right in here. Um, like I said, the first and most important thing is start buying points right now. Um, I believe that points in Wyoming and Montana are available from July until the end of October. So, um, you know, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend going right now to uh, the Wyoming and Montana fishing game sites and buying your points for 2022. So I'm actually going to run through that with you right now real quick. So I'm going to start recording here on a Zoom meeting. Give me one second here. I'm actually going to start just to show you guys... Just go to Google. And I'm going to search Wyoming preference points. Pretty simple. Um, And you'll see on mine, it's the second one down, Wyoming Game and Fish Department, apply or buy. If you haven't yet, you want to create an account, which is easy to do. Make sure you write down your, all your information. I actually, what I started to do when I got into this stuff, I got a little, uh, moleskin notebook and this is just all my Western hunting info in here. And I just have it broken down by state, all my different logins. Some states have numbers you got to remember. Um, just any kind of information broken down by state all in one place. I like to have it written down. I also save copies of everything like receipts, licenses, all that stuff in a folder on my computer. But I like having, you know, multiples. So I have handwritten. I normally print the stuff out and keep it in a file folder. And I keep it on my computer. So um, lots of redundancies, but that's just my personality. and I think it's smart. So anyway, so I'm going to sign in here. Um, you know, I already, I already have an account, so I'm just going to sign in and it'll ask you to verify your information or put in your information. Um, And then you come to this screen and you'll see right here, very simple, preference points, Buy preference points. Continue, accept, are you a resident? I am not, continue. Now you'll see all these are already grayed out because I've already purchased um, my deer and elk points. Um, And one thing I found out this year was if you draw your license, so for example, last year I bought my antelope point, this year I drew my license, and so you cannot buy a license and a preference point for the same species in the same year. So that means I'm not eligible to buy an antelope preference point this year, unfortunately. But that's okay. Just you know, do something different next year. But um, anyway, all you do is hit apply for these. Um, I'll do one right now for uh, bighorn sheep or moose, just to show you. Um, I personally have decided to not buy bighorn sheep preference points in Wyoming. I may regret that one day, but with the amount of licenses and points and stuff, I'm applying or you know starting to stack up all over the west. It just became a little taxing financially, and as you can see, a preference points $150, and it takes usually a very long time to draw this tag. I'm sure you probably know. So I I just kind of told myself I'm just gonna I would rather just save up and, and maybe one day do a doll sheep hunt in Alaska um, instead of doing this 150 bucks every year for like 20 years and maybe drawing. So anyway, but that's what you do. Um, hit continue. Um, you can add donations. I do recommend doing that for, you know, uh, donating to wildlife if you're so inclined. Um, But I'll just hit this for now. Continue without donation. Add to shopping cart. Check out now. So, again, I'm not going to buy this point right now. um, But that's just to show you it's very easy to do. Um, This is just Wyoming. But uh, you can, like I said, buy Wyoming or Montana points for elk, mule deer, antelope, um, moose, bighorn sheep, whatever you want to do. Um, I kind of stuck with a big three for now in these States, elk, deer, and antelope. Um, but you know, just kind of going back, you know, I probably should have mentioned this from the beginning, but, um, the reason I started with antelope and I've mentioned this before is it's a, it's a great way to start Western hunting. Um, this will not be my first Western hunt, but it'll be my first hunt as Western hunt as a um, an organizer, a party leader, or whatnot. Um, and uh, you know, it's something that my uncle and my dad and my cousin really wanted to do, and we want to do it together as a group. So uh, physically, it's um, not a super demanding hunt. Um, it's a target-rich hunt. If you look into uh, antelope hunting, you know, especially Wyoming. With the rifle, success rates are very high. There's a lot of animals, even in some of the lower point units, or you know, lower, uh, yeah, easier to draw units, um, and you know, just the style of hunting. You can you can cover a lot of ground in your car, glass from roads, and and from what I'm what I've been hearing, even if you're willing to just hike a couple miles off the road, you in some cases can get a lot of animals all to yourself, just because guys are so used to just road hunting. And so I personally like that. I like getting off the road a little bit. I like hiking. Um, But at the same time, like I said, I'm dragging my uncle out there, my dad. And they're in decent shape, but they're not training hard every day. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to put them in a situation where they're just hating what they're doing. So, um, So I am starting off this antelope hunt and we're going to just kind of take it easy and and hopefully fill some tags. So that's why I started with antelope. And so I highly recommend, even if you can't in 2022, uh, do this hunt, just go ahead and start building points. Like as soon as I got back from Alaska and I realized like Western hunting is something I want to get into and do for the rest of my life. I started buying points in as many States as I could for as many species as I could. Um, just to start even just playing the long game. That's what you got to do. So if you're listening to this and you haven't yet, and you're even thinking about being interested in going antelope hunting or mule deer hunting out West, even if it's in the next five years, go to Wyoming, go to Montana, start building your points. Um. So anyway, um, that's, that's just showing you how easy it is on Wyoming to get your points. Um, The next thing you do. So like I said, we went into this um, as a group with one point. And how they do it in Wyoming is they will take the average of every point total, every person's point total in your group, they will average that together and that will be your points as a group. So just to you know keep it simple, if it's you and you have one point and your buddy has two points, you enter as a party, you enter in with one and a half points. So... Um, if you are hunting with guys who are maybe not super tech savvy or, or whatever, like I was, um, I actually walked my cousin and my uncles through buying their points. Um, I think I even got, got them for my dad, for him, um, just cause he's busy. And I just want to make sure we all had our points. So do what you got to do. If you're order, organizing a group, you know, get, get those points for your friends or your family or whatever. And so you can all go in with the same amount of points and um, you know, uh, applying as a group will not decrease your success, success, uh, likelihood of getting drawn. So don't be afraid to enter as a group. And this is again, a great hunt to do as a family with some buddies, you know, even, even with younger, younger guys or kids, uh, you, you know, newer hunters, wives, etc. it's an approachable hunt. So, um, great place to start. So you know get your get your friends family whatever get on the same page buy some points and then um, and then you're going to start thinking about application strategy so and this is this is pretty fun um, and it can be daunting but you just kind of have to be systematic about it and there are a couple tools that i used that i would recommend so um, i went ahead and joined gohunt and I will show you right over here. I'm going to start from the home screen. I joined Go Hunt as a Go Hunt Insider. I do think it is worth it to do so. Um, so, you know, some guys like uh, Hunt and Fool. There are other options available now um, that I don't even know about. But when I was starting off, Go Hunt was just the best one that I found. Anyway, whatever. I use Go Hunt. So log in. I'm logged in here. I'm going to go to Insider. And they break it down by state, so I'm gonna go down here to Wyoming. And this is coming from knowing nothing about Wyoming antelope units. You know, I started, I started putting some feelers out on social media. Hey, does anybody know about animal antelope units? And that's never a bad thing to do. Um, and you might get some tips on that. So you could reach out to folks on your social media, ask if anybody's hunted Wyoming knows anything about antelope units that you know that can be a good place to start but i've noticed when you start asking people for specifics about units it's good to show that you've at least done some homework you're not just like okay where should i go people are way less likely to want to help you if they feel like you've done nothing if you come to them with some um Showing that you put some time and just a little bit of effort into it, I think they're more likely to help you. So, um, anyway, and, and it's kind of fun too to to learn all this stuff. So, so Go Hunt Back to Go Hunt has some cool filtering options here. So we're in State, Wyoming. I'm going to select a species, which I'm going to, of course, go to antelope. Right, um, then it has over here. It has all my units broken down. Um, you know, and, and you can click on any of them, get detailed information. Uh, but I'm not going to do that just yet. Um, so residency, I want to put in non resident regular. This is where I started. And the difference between a regular and the special draw, it can be kind of confusing. It's really not. So, regular, I think, costs about 300 bucks for the license fit to apply. Okay. And, this is not exact numbers, but it's about 300 bucks. Special is about 600 bucks, but you are drastically increasing your draw odds by going in to the special. So it just depends on what you want to do, what your financial situation is, um, what you're willing to pay. Basically, if you're willing to pay a little extra, you got a better chance. And the cool thing is, you can see the draw uh, breakdown draw odds breakdown regular versus special which can help you um so we did pay a little extra i talked to my group into paying a little extra to do the special draw and to me it's worth it because um we got in on a unit that like i said is a really i mean it's not the best unit out there but it's a it's a very solid unit for just coming in with one point point. And so it was our first choice unit. I'm glad we did that. So I'm, but when I start my search, I start with non-resident regular down here, just to get a, uh, you know, a feel for what's what's going on. I'm gonna go to one point, assuming that a lot of people listening will be going into this with one point, point. Um, and then that's going to bring up all my units here, and you can see. They are all broken down. So, example, Area 3. It gives you your trophy potential, buck-to-doe ratio, public land percentage, which is huge, and we'll talk about that. But uh, down here, rifle, limited quota, type 1, draw odds, 100%. And you'll see, even non-resident, regular, a lot of units with 100% draw odds. Um, And, you know, from... What I hear, there are antelope all over Wyoming. Like even if you get a quote-unquote bad unit, like I think the draw, the chances of success are still really good. Especially if um, if you're willing to walk a little bit. The other thing about Wyoming antelope on public land is access. That's the biggest thing is access to public lands, and we will talk about that. Um, but anyway, so what I did was I kind of, you know, this may not be the best way to approach it, but I sort of said to myself, you know, and so here's another filter you can filter by alphabetical or draw odds or, you know, other things too. But, um, public land percentage is, is a good one to look at too. But so I'm going to go to draw odds. So that will put everything with a hundred percent draw odds first, and then it'll go down, as you go, and like I said, you, as you see, like, this is a lot of units with 100% draw odds with just one point, which is cool. Um, so there is opportunity. Um, but for me, you know, I was kind of like, you know, usually the, the higher the draw odds is one point. That's going to correlate to probably a less desirable unit. Um, so I said, you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to chop off all those, you know, Why not at least try to take some chance here? And I'm gonna start with these units that have a little bit lower draw odds. So I started down here with 103, which has got 68% draw odds. Then I went to 21, 46, and 34. So I started keying in on these units that were um, not like super hard to draw, but not like a guarantee either, okay? And I I just jotted those down, Um, you know. I put I have I put got my little legal pad here, and I started taking some notes, and just started looking at these units that were a little bit harder to draw, knowing they're probably better. So then it's helpful to see. So I just said, okay, now let me see what I can do with the non-resident special. So again, I'm going here to go hunt um, on this filtering. Let's do non-resident special because I knew that I was already I already knew I was willing to pay a little extra uh for that. So then let's just take unit 113 for example. That's one that I had had identified earlier um in the non-resident regular um in the regular draw in the type 1. So okay, I got to say this right here too. So there's type 1 and there's type 2. All that means is there's two different seasons. So you take area uh, unit 113 Salt Creek. It's got a rifle that runs from October 1st to October 31st. The draw odds on that for regular are 29%. Fairly low. Um, the second season, October 11th through 31st, um, you're just having to wait an extra week basically, um, comes down to 100% draw odds. Um, with That's with regular in the regular draw. So anyway, so that's another opportunity, um, to get on a better unit. Um, you just have to wait a little bit. So the animals might be a little bit more picked through or whatnot. For me, I'm not really a trophy hunter, especially, you know, at this point, uh, I'm looking for a good representative animal. And so for me, um, that's still a good option to go on that second season. So that's something to keep in mind, too, and I will get, I will come back to that. But I wanted to show you that um, in your non-resident regular, Area 113 first season is a 29% draw odds. Now, if we go to special, that same unit, 100% draw odds. So you can see a 29% unit went to, or went to it from the regular draw. Now, you know, you're paying about double, but you're going from a 29% draw to a hundred percent draw according to go hunt. So that's significant. So you're going to, it's going to open up a lot of doors for you. If you're willing to spend a little extra coin, um, for me where I am, it's worth it. That's something you got to ask yourself and decide on your own. But if you have the dough, I would go ahead and get the special draw. So anyway, um, let's go back to how I picked my units. So, um, so I decided I'm going to do special. So then I started saying, okay, what are the units that I, but you know, even though I'm doing special, like I said, I still wanted to, some guys would go into the strat, go into the draw with a strategy of, I want to get a really good unit. If I don't draw, I don't draw. That's fine. I'll do it next year. That was not how I went into this. My mindset is I have a group of guys. We have the dates kind of blocked in our calendars. I've already talked them into it. We need to do this this year. Like this is part of my plan for this year. So I want to get in some good units in my um, application, but I need to draw something. I don't wanna not draw anything. It's not worth the risk for me. Um, so that's how I went in, the mindset I went into this with was, I wanna draw a tag even if it's not the best. And if if you draw your first choice unit, that will take all your points. You'll quote unquote burn your points for that season. Um, if you get your second uh, choice, you retain your points, which is kinda of cool. Um, but, like I said, I'm trying to go into this with the mindset of I need to draw a tag. And I'm only burning one point. So, so I went to these units that I had identified um, in my first initial search with um, my non-resident regular as units that were um, tough to draw on regular with one point, but now in the resident, non-resident special, for example, 113, um, we're like a hundred percent draw. So that, that further kind of whittled down my choices here. So I identified, you know, some, some units that looked good to me. Um, and then, you know, and then I start breaking down the units and, uh, this is another resource that I use. Um, so on top of using Go GoHunt, um, the Wyoming Game and Fish uh, website is actually really good. They have some really good information on there. And like I said, um, access is the biggest thing when it comes to hunting uh, antelope in Wyoming. So, um, you know, there are antelope kind of all over. The big thing is getting a unit with good access. So, For that, I'm going to go over here to Google. I'm just going to Google Wyoming Antelope Unit Map. Boom. All right. Now, it's going to go to the Wyoming website, which I got to give a shout-out to Wyoming. I think they do a pretty good job with ease of use and good information. So here we are. This is every single unit, antelope unit, right? Um, On this kind of interactive map. And um, so I'm going to go, let's say, 113, like we were talking about earlier. More info. Now, this is going to give you pretty much everything you need to know. Um, Available licenses. So you got buck any, which which means what it means, any antelope. Um, And that gives you type one, like I said, that first season, October one to 31, and then type two, October 11 to 31. And if you remember that type one was uh, in the regular 30% draw odds. And even without going to the special draw in the regular draw, type two was 100%. Um, And then you'll notice on the map, um, anything blue or green is uh, state land or BLM is public land. So, and you will notice that a lot of these chunks of land here are landlocked, meaning you have to cross over private to get to them, which you will not be able to do without permission. Um, so that's something that you really got to think about when you're looking at these, um, at these maps. You're like, you look at an area like 113, it's like, oh, that's a lot of public land. And it is. However, how much of it is actually accessible? Like if you wanted to get into this huge chunk right here, all this land, you're going to have to either get permission from a landowner or, I mean, you're going to have to hike from like, I mean, that's not even like a realistic hike. You can't even really do that. Um, and there may be other ways of accessing that. I'm just looking, I'm just kind of giving you a general feel for things and to, to tell you that access is huge. So anyway, um, and as far as corner hopping goes, which means like, you know, if you have a patchwork, Basically, if you have two squares that meet on a corner like this right here, okay, both of these are public land, and if you listen to the, po- the episode I did with Trail Kreitzer, um, uh, it's kind of disputed whether corner hopping, which means going, like for example, from this piece of public to this over this corner, some people will say you can do it, some people say you can't do it, apparently it's not enforced, however you can annoy some locals and it's just kind of generally frowned upon from kind of what I gather. So, um, probably stay away from that. But anyway, um, going back to one thirteen here. Okay. It tells you your licenses. Now you can also get, you can also, when you're applying, apply for a doe tag as well, which is like 50 bucks, uh, which I did, I did not draw, but I, I'd recommend it if you're interested in meat and want to have a good time and hunt. I would apply for both. It was only 50 bucks for a doe, uh, tag. Um, anyway, so then, um, they'll give you their own drawing odds as well, which is good information. But what I mainly come to the Wyoming site is for this hunt area info and public access info. So it'll give you stuff about the vegetation, just general good information, harvest report, um, But this is huge right here, public access info. So it's going to give you the percentage of public land on the unit and their estimation of the state of how good access is. For example, 113 access to public land is poor. So that's not what you like to hear. So what I did was, and this might be a little insane, but I had the time and I was having fun with it, so I geeked out and I made this handwritten spreadsheet, if you will, and I, I literally went through every single unit one by one, um, and wrote down its rating: poor, good, fair. Read the notes. Um, I put the percentage. I put um, whether. I put you know the unit number. What the Wyoming Game and Fish said uh, as far as access, poor, good, fair, etc. I put the percent of public. I put notes, you know, like this one says high pressure. This one says most uh, are on private. Um, this one says good habitat. You know, different little notes that I gleaned from the go hunt info as well as the Wyoming Game and Fish info, and then success rates, um, which I kind of stopped tracking because they're all really high success rates. And I'm more interested in access Um, because the success rate was going to tell you success rates for private as well. And so I'm really more interested in access. So anyway, what I did was, um, I, I just went through the whole list and it took some time, but then I identified which units I just crossed off anything that said poor access. I was like, I just crossed them off. And so that narrowed it down for me. Um, and then, kind of cross-referencing that list with the stuff that said it had like decent access, and then comparing it to the units that I had identified from the draw odds on Go Hunt that were decent, I can't. I kind of came up with um, my top top five to seven units um, based on access and draw odds. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'll let you figure that out. But the other thing you want to look at too in these units, which I didn't mention, is um, walk in areas. So walk in areas are just what they sound like. They're areas that are public land that are walk in only. And um, I plan on checking out a. That was another thing that factored into which units I applied for because I would say, okay, this unit. you know, it, it says fair access to public land, but there's a 5,000 acre walk-in area, um, and I would take that into account. Um, and so then, you know, once once I I figured out kind of my top five to seven um, units that I wanted to kind of key in on, then I'm gonna go over back to Go Hunt. So once I've you know scrapped. Whatever it is, 110, 115 units that I know have poor access, you know, are super, super easy to draw for anybody, even with no points, and just kind of chop those off the list. Now I'm just kind of honing my list down to I got about seven units, I think, that I identified as like, all right, these are my top seven. I'm going to really, tri-, you know, look in deeply. And when you apply, you can apply for three units a first, second, third choice. And then if you look here on Go Hunt, it's got a full breakdown, snapshot, buzz, it's talking about, it's got photos, uh, terrain, um, vegetation, access, camping, really anything you'd want to know, just some great tips. And then you can even also go down here, draw odds here again, uh, and you can ask questions. You can see even right here, I asked a question. and usually they get back to you. Um so it's kind of a cool community even with Go Hunt where you can ask questions about units how, hey, how's this unit doing? What's the crowding like? Da, da, da. Um, so yeah, so I just kinda did a deep dive on these top seven units and I had like each I had I went back to my thing and each unit had its own full page breakdown. Um I, I charted the the buck to doe ratio. Um some units have different little rules, like um, like some you can you can apply for doe tags, some you can't. Um, some are buck only. Some are when you apply, it's any antelope. Um, so you can find that in the game and fish websites and stuff, um, and ask questions on Go Hunt if you want. But then once I had, um, oh, then I also charted the walk-in areas. How much access was available through walk-in areas and other types of public lands, or um, you know, national forests or national grasslands or whatever. Um, and then kind of the, the general feel from like the, the stuff and go hunt, like this one, I just said, like, you know, I quoted go hunt here. Um, good hunt for mostly average quality bucks and heavy hunting pressure were kind of the two notes that I drew from there. So, you know, that's, that's pretty decent for me. Um, I'm not a trophy hunter, but so yeah, once that I whittled it down, then um, that's when I actually connected with Trail from Go Hunt. And as a Go Hunt insider, I'm not like guaranteeing you, I don't know actually what their rules are in terms of like actually talking to people on the phone and like one on one help. I'm assuming that they, that's something that they do because, you know, I'm not anybody known or special, but I basically messaged Trail Kreitzer on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, I'm an insider. Would you help me kind of? figure out my antelope units and he did. So, um, I'd say try calling the guys at go hunt or try emailing them. Um, try reaching out to them on social media, even maybe. Um, but like I said, when you talk to somebody or, you know, if it's other people you might know that live in Wyoming or have hunted before or other guys you've heard on podcasts and stuff that are knowledgeable about this, even myself, uh, I'd be happy to talk to you if you want. Um, but Nobody likes it when someone shows up to a conversation like, Hey man, um, where should I apply? and has done zero work. It's just like, Come on, man, really you're not gonna do anything. So, um and they might still help you, but I I knew when I came into this conversation with Trail, I wanted to have it narrowed down to like at least five to seven units like, Hey, I did my research, these look good. What do you think about this strategy? And so, um what what we came came up with was, and I told him so I was like Man, like, I don't need an amazing unit. I want a good unit, but I want to draw a tag. Like, that's the main thing. I want to draw something. So he helped me put together a strategy, which was I applied for my favorite unit based on my research and what he knew of the unit. Applied for that as my first choice. And then my second choice, I'll just tell you, was unit 113 um, in the first season. And then my second choice was unit 113 in the second season. And as, I, as we kind of went over earlier, that second season has a much higher draw rate. So he's, he's saying, uh, he helped me, or he told me that basically with this strategy, you have the best chance of getting a decent unit. And then if you don't get a decent unit, you're going to probably get a unit you know, um, and 113 is supposedly, you know, not that bad either if you're willing to walk. So, um, so that's what we did. Like I said, I also, um, applied for dough tags. Um, and we, you know, applied as a party. I was the party organizer. That's very simple to do. I can't really show you how to do that on my screen because you just have to do it. Like there's no way to like fake do it right now and show you, but it's not hard to do. Um, you just go as a party organizer. And, you know, if you call Wyoming Game and Fish, they're pretty responsive. Like, they'll pick up your phone, and, like, I've done it a couple times, ask them questions, and they're really good about just answering your questions. So don't be afraid to just pick up the phone and call Wyoming Game and Fish and talk to them. They're, they're really helpful. You might be on hold for a little bit, but not not bad. Um, so let's see what else we got here. Oh, and then, you know, and then once you do that, then you're just, you're just waiting to see if you got drawn. And then you know, uh, thank the Lord. We got drawn for a first choice unit, uh, you know, decent unit. Like I said, uh, did not get the doe tag, but, um, in this unit it's any antelope. Um, so that could be male or female. Um, but we just didn't get that extra doe tag. And then it just comes down to your travel and your lodging and stuff like that. You gotta decide if you want to camp or you want to stay in a city. We are going to stay in a, a nearby town in an Airbnb, um and uh we just had fun planning everything. So um and that's you know that's kind of a whole nother topic there and then and then you gotta get into e scouting and just really um learning as much as you can about your species, about your um your unit, um and go hunt has a ton of really good tools for that as well as base map, uh OnX, whatever you use. Um so and, and again that's a kind of another topic too. Um, but if you want to hear more about specifics about like e-scouting and finding antelope past getting your tags, um, definitely check out the episode I did with trail, um, a few weeks ago or a few months ago, um, it's on my YouTube or on the podcast. Um, I think it was episode 19 maybe we kind of do a deep dive about antelope hunting specifically and e-scouting and what to look for and just everything about hunting antelope. But I wanted to give you guys some information about how I, coming from nothing, kind of whittled down the the units, which it seems overwhelming at first, but once you kind of just start chopping off huge sections of units that you know are less desirable and kind of honing that list down, it's really not that bad. Um, So... I hope this was helpful, and um, hope you guys will take my advice if it's something you want to do, and just go ahead and grab your points now. They'll be on sale until the end of October, and um, grab your points in Wyoming and Montana, and start planning for next year, um, and and get your uh, get your applications in when it comes out, and get out and enjoy a, an adventure. Um, you know, get out there and do some antelope hunting. I heard it's a uh, really fun. I'm looking forward to filming that trip, sharing that content, doing some podcasts about it. Um, and, uh, and just having fun with some family and, and checking it out. So again, I hope this was helpful. Let me just make sure I didn't miss anything that I wanted to talk to you guys about, but, um, I think that's pretty much it guys. So if you have any questions, don't be afraid to email me, hunter at thisishuntersquest.com. Um, and uh, you can shoot me a message um, on Instagram at huntermcwaters or at The Hunter's Quest. Um, please um, leave me a rating and review on Apple. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I hope this was helpful, and um, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Hunter's Quest podcast and make sure you stay up to date on social media at the Hunter's Quest on Instagram and the Hunter's Quest podcast on Facebook. And we'll have all kinds of photos and videos from my day to day, as well as stuff from the awesome guests we're having on here. As always, I'm more than happy to connect with you guys. If you have questions about hunting or spiritual stuff or gear, fitness Whatever, just drop me a line in my DMs, or you can email me at hunter at thisishuntersquest.com. If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave me a rating and a review. That's really helpful. And don't forget to share with your friends. So stay tuned. Lots of cool stuff in the works. And I'm really excited to continue this quest together.